Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show again today. Now this week we're going to take a closer look at the idea of a property portfolio cycle or a portfolio development cycle if you prefer. Now we did touch on this last time out when we had the interview with David Clouter. So let's get a little bit more into the heart of the matter right now with Property Chatter. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Now the whole idea of this series is to consider the different types of cycle within property. Now we introduced the idea of a portfolio cycle or a portfolio development cycle last week with David as I said in the introduction. And we saw there that was a a natural cycle as we progress through it based on time and experience most typically. However, we also noted how our portfolio can can change based on our personal stage in life and in particular related to both our risk appetite and our attitude to risk. I used to use a a three-step approach when it came, you know, when it came to talking about portfolio cycles, which was growth, consolidation and exit. However, more recently I realized that there is a crucial step missing and that is a startup phase which precedes growth, of course. After all, we can only grow once we've actually started, can't we? So along with my business partner, Damien Fogg, we have developed what we call the four E's of property portfolio development, which is part of a a new property course that we've developed, which is called iKickstart, or the Property Investor Quick Start, if you like. So what are these four E's then? Well, they are enter, expand, establish, and exit. So these are four clear phases of our portfolio development and evolution which are marked out by different facets and characteristics typically arising within each phase. For example our focus on the enter phase or in the enter phase will be mostly about strategy selection, education and getting our starting investment funds together. Whereas contrastingly in the exit phase will be more likely to be concerned with issues such as tax planning, legacy and asset realisation. Just to put it in some perspective of, the, of what we can look at in each, in each area. And this is what I wanted to share a little bit more about today. How these types of these phases, what they look like, what characteristics are on display and how we're likely to think and act in each phase as well. We'll go a little bit deeper into the first two phases today So let's start with the enter phase then. Now during this enter phase of our portfolio development, by definition we don't yet have a portfolio and so the focus will be on getting started. As a result we will have a focus on identifying which property investment strategy we should follow. This can be very daunting and overwhelming, especially when you consider that there are at least 30 different property strategies that are quite common Although I recently heard of a couple of investors that had identified over a hundred different property strategies during their long investment careers. 
it would be easy to feel a little bit overwhelmed and confused if we had to choose from over a hundred different property strategies I would suggest. For this reason, I usually advise focusing on one or at most two strategies, at least initially. This, the, there is also the new, the hot or in vogue property strategies, of course. And if you were to go to some of the property meetings on the circuit or some of the property events that are out there at the moment, you'll hear phrases such as rent to rent, service accommodation, and most recently, lease and leverage being banded around. However, this does not mean that they are suitable for all, or indeed possible for all in aspiring property investors. Now at the enter phase, there will most likely be some form of scarcity and or limitation. It could be in the form of limited funds, knowledge or skills. Finance is a big barrier to entry in starting with many property strategies such as needing large deposits plus fees uh, in the area of buy to let. And this is partly why certain other strategies, for example, rent to rent, to name but one, have emerged, which often require far less in upfront investment to get started. However, there's always a trade-off and the trade-off with rent to rent is likely to be the time. So if you're in full-time employment or have a business, this may not be a viable option to pursue, even if you wanted to. Then of course, there is the knowledge and the skills gap so we'll have to focus on learning and development to understand more about the options and how best to go about deciding on our best way forward. Books and similar resources, training courses, mentoring and other learning resources are available to assist us here if we want them to. However, it can also be very confusing, overwhelming and even a little bit scary if I'm honest. Deciding on the right property strategy will vary from person to person and in my opinion we should, they should be linked to our long-term goals and purpose. For me at least, it should not start with strategy at all, but with goals, vision and purpose instead. And if we know what we are looking to achieve and by when, we'll have a better idea of what direction or strategies are likely to get us there. In addition to our goals, vision and purpose, we should also consider our skills, resources, capabilities and even lifestyle preferences before we decide on a chosen strategy. For example, I mentioned uh, rent to rent earlier, didn't I? However, in order to execute this strategy effectively, we will need to be very good at identifying property owners and landlords that do not necessarily need or want to sell their property, but are happy to receive a guaranteed rental income instead, whilst agreeing to let us investors sublet the property out. Well, this will involve quite a lot of marketing, negotiation, legal and commercial skills as a minimum. In addition, it will require a lot of time in identifying the, prop the properties and in dealing with the owners. Furthermore, there is the ongoing management of the property and the tenants, which is likely to be via an HMO or short-term rental basis if we are to achieve the, the required profit margin between what we pay the owner and what we receive from the, uh, the occupants of the property. So this then really makes it more of a job or a small business venture and that may not be suitable for everybody. The point I'm really getting at here is that certain strategies will become suitable for some investors whilst others it won't be, they won't be suitable for. It's going to depend on our aims, time, resources and crucially our lifestyle preferences as well. Needless to say, whilst we should take some time to understand the options and teach ourselves more about them, the interface can actually be quite quick as well. 
unless of course we determine that we need to start saving up for a few, year, few years before we can get going. However, there is also another risk that we may face at this stage, procrastination. We may get so overwhelmed with all the information or want to try and be so well prepared for our new property investing journey that we fail to take any realistic action. Therefore, this could mean that we fail to progress into or beyond the interface at all if we fall into this procrastinational perfectionism trap, if you like. But that's the enter phase. Now let's just have a look at the, uh, the next one, which is the expand phase or expansion phase. This second phase is, is the, sorry, this second phase in our portfolio de development cycle is, as I mentioned, the expand phase. Now once we started out or entered the world of property investment, we may wish to expand the portfolio be beyond that first property, if that's relevant to reaching our desired goals. For some people, having a single investment property could be sufficient to realise all we, all we need from property. This could mean that the expand phase never actually happens and instead focus will shift to the establish and or exit phases instead. However, many of the people I speak to are looking to grow their portfolio, even if it means with just one or two more properties. For some, it could mean lots more properties or different income streams to support or even replace uh, our, our day job incomes instead. Now, one of the characteristics in this expand phase as is likely to be a lack of expansion funds, especially if we sank all of our life savings into our first property. And this could be a significant threat to our property business here as well, a lack of liquid cash resources. Often when we start in property, we end up sinking everything into the first or second deal. And at the same time, our profitability can be probably at the lowest point in these first five years or in the first five years. Now, if something were to go wrong or something unexpected with our first properties, such as a boiler breakdown, an interest rate rise or an absconding tenant, which I had recently, then we could be under some severe financial pressure here. Now, we can be quite vulnerable at this stage if we do not have an adequate buffer in place to protect against these shocks. And it's wise, therefore, to keep some funds aside just in case despite how tempting it might be to throw caution to the wind and simply go all in instead. There's also a risk of frustration setting in here in this phase. We may have been all pumped up and uh, full of enthusiasm after deciding on what direction we want to take and ploughed into our first property investment project, only to find ourselves stuck as we try to repeat the process with our next investment. For example, we may need to save up for another deposit. Therefore, we could find ourselves, you know, with a case of a walk, run and then stop feeling, you know, to overcome. And it's helpful to ready ourselves for this potential dip in our property journey. This could come at the simplest level, you know, just in, in terms of preparing ourselves mentally for, for such a, a weight between property investments. Alternatively, it could mean seeking out alternative strategies that will allow us to keep going instead. So, for example, by way of illustration, in my own case, I adopted the idea of recycling my cash by adding value to properties to release most of my initial investment funds from a project to put into the next one. So this can accelerate the rate of expansion or deal velocity, if you like. Just, just That's just one way of doing this, just by way of illustration, as I mentioned. Now, in terms of our thinking at this stage, we could lose focus and get distracted or even disheartened. And equally, we could be more exposed to the risk of having a lack of cash or higher debt levels, say. So we should be careful and make some deliberate plans if we're to avoid some of the pitfalls that, we, that could arise here.
Well, this pretty much covers the enter and the expand phases then. And as for the establish and exit phases, we shall return to it next week and take a, a closer look at it next time out and maybe leave it for there for now. Also, next time, I wanted to have a closer look at the idea of how our portfolio development can change as we also change throughout our lives. Again, we'll return to this next time out. In the meantime, let's see what we have to share in Your Voice this week. Up next is Your Voice. It's all about you and your property world. This week we have yet another five-star review, I'm pleased to say, and this time it comes from Prakash Shah, who says, Great resource, five stars. Everyone in property, oh, sorry, anyone in property should listen to these. Great presentation, thank you. Well, that was short and sweet, but this is very much appreciated. Thank you, Prakash, who I know is actually a very experienced property investor himself and, and a very nice chap to boot. So thanks once again. I really appreciate that review. And by all means, keep those reviews coming in. We'd love to read them out and get your name checked on the show as Prakash leaved his real name. And uh, you can look him up and, uh, and you can follow what he has to say about property. But in the meantime, let's look at the shout out. And now, where you can go for more great resources with the shout out. Now, this week's shout out is a book reference. And uh, I recently read the book written by Mish Slade and Rob Dix, and it's called Protect Your Tech. It's all about staying safe in, with our IT and in our online world. Now, I have to say, it's a very easy and practical read which contains many tips and simple applications designed to keep our own lives safe and sound. Some of the ideas I was already aware of, to some extent at least, the idea of having 12 character passwords, perhaps not so much. Um, however, there's several that I was not really aware of, and so it was, it was really easy to digest this book, and it allowed, allowed me to simply assess my security risks and plug many of the gaps very quickly and effectively. So you can sit down in, in an afternoon, actually read the book and apply all of the learning and, uh, and, and, and basically uh, keep ourselves a lot safer than we probably you know, are if we haven't really thought about this topic too much. So I'd say it's well worth a read and so look out for that in the Amazon store. So there we have it, um, another week of property content as we are unravel another layer in the idea of cycles in property and this time with our portfolio um, cycle, property portfolio cycle is what I meant to say. Well, by all means, drop me an email personally, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, if this discussion has uh, sparked any interest or cu curiosity with you. I had a great exchange with a listener this week, actually, about avoiding a recession and uh, potentially over overcompensating for some risks. So I do love to get involved with, uh, with you and your feedback and your own property journey and your own position. So by all means, drop me an email. I'd love to start a dialogue with you as well. Meanwhile, the show notes will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. But all that remains really is to say thank you very much for listening again this week on the Property Voice podcast. Until next time, it's ciao ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.